Hello there and welcome to Beyond the Pulpit, a podcast of Doxodeo Meersdal. It's such an honor to have you joining us for the journey, and I hope that today's content will stir your faith and make you excited to go out and impact your world. Well, hello friends, it's so nice to see you again. Uh, It's amazing to have you with us and I'm excited about today's content. I think it's going to help you out a lot. Remember to check out our Instagram channel. It's doxadeomd underscore English. Uh, You can follow us there uh, and we post content regularly there. Check out our YouTube channel, subscribe uh, and also check out our podcast. uh, Everywhere that you listen to podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, check that out and share it. It really helps us to get the message out and to uh, get people this message into their hearts. I'm going to do a quick sermon recap just like last week and then we're going to dive into three application questions that you can dive in yourself. So first of all, a question. How many people know that you love Jesus? How many people know that you go to church? How many people know that you regularly pray in your life? Paul says in Romans 1 verse 15 and 16 that he's not ashamed of the gospel because he knows that it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. It's the power of God. He's not ashamed of it. Now, I have a term I call these people CEO Christians. These are people who are a bit ashamed of their faith. CEO Christians means Christmas and Easter only. That's the only time you see them in churches when they come to Easter, when they come to Christmas. CEO Christians. These are Christians who live out their faith in a way that it looks like they are ashamed of it. My question to you is, are you living that way? Are you living in a way that's saying, I am ashamed of my faith. I'm ashamed of the fact that Jesus gave me new life. We were challenged by the scripture, John 20 verse 11. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Here's the thing. Jesus is not only the message of the gospel, but he's the model of the gospel. The scripture says that just like Jesus was sent into this world in the same way, in the same matter, in the in the same model, we are sent into the world. What does that mean? Just like Jesus came into the world in a manger as a baby, a baby boy, a human person. In that same way that he came from heaven to live in this world that was hostile to him. So we are sent out into a world, new flesh, new human beings, new life going into a broken world to live there. We are sent just like Jesus was sent. Jesus is the model. Just like he came into the world and for 30 years just lived. He just was there. He he did no ministry. He didn't do any preaching. But for 30 years he just lived. The thing is, Jesus was present. That's the model we want to follow. Jesus was present in this world. As he was present in his world, we are called to be present in ours. This is the Doxodeo dream. This is what we believe. We believe that we as city changers go into the city and we bring God's transformational presence into the world. When God enters a sphere of society, that sphere has to change. His presence is transformational in its nature. Here's the thing, friend. You are God's address. We said this last week as well. You are God's address. He has made his home inside of you. He lives in your heart, in your life. So when you enter an arena of life, Jesus enters there and transformation happens. 
This is our dream, to see God's transforming presence in cities worldwide. We are to be present in our world. Three dimensions of being present that we, uh, we spoke about yesterday in the sermon. First of all, a fathering presence. We are to have a fathering presence. What does this mean? Jesus lived out his life. He was the perfect model. He lived out his life with a knowledge that God wants to save the people around him. Every single moment, every engagement he had with a person was intentional because he knew that God has a plan for that person. To have a fathering presence for that, for us, that means going into our workplace, going into your school, going into your, your home, your family, knowing that God has a plan. It changes the way you engage with people. It changes the way you speak with people if you know that God has a plan for their life. God wants to save them. We're to have a fathering presence in our world. The second, secondly, we're to have a faithful presence. Before doing evangelism, we said we need to live evangelism. Before running out and preaching the gospel, we need to go out and live the gospel. The Bible speaks of believers being the aroma of Christ. We are to smell nice to people who are outside the church. When we enter a room, people are to say, that is fresh. We can see life here. We are to be the aroma of Christ. A crazy thought to evangelize in 2021 and 2022. The best way to do it is probably just to live out your new reality as a Christ follower. That's a crazy thought. People, become starting, uh, people uh, start becoming curious when Christians, despite the world's negativity and, and, and secularism, we come into a space and we are positive. When people are complaining, we are positive about things. When people are moaning about work, we say we're passionate about work. And when we start doing that, when we start being these type of people who are just faithfully present everywhere with an opposite spirit, the world starts to ask why. Then we have the chance to say because of Jesus, because of the gospel, because of the new life that he's given me. Fathering presence and faithful presence. The third one, and probably the most important, is we are to have a, a fruitful presence in our world. Tim Keller always used to say that uh, if, if Christians were to suddenly disappear, the world should miss us. We should live in such a way that if we should in one moment all be gone, that the world should miss us. He means to say that Christians ought to be the best citizens in a city. Christians should be the hardest working people, the best moms and dads, the best friends in society, the most positive people, and they should be the best businessmen, the best teachers, the best plumbers, the best CEOs of companies. Christians are to have a fruitful life where they live their life out in the knowledge that God is a calling over their life. And out of that, they live not for themselves, but for God. And out of that, there's a fruitful presence I always use the story of Joseph in the Bible. Joseph, as we know, was sold uh, to Ishmaelites by his brothers. The Ishmaelites took him to, to Egypt where he was sold to an Egyptian official called Potiphar. And Potiphar made him uh, the senior servant in his house. Potiphar made him the, the, top, the top dog in his house. And the crazy thing is we see in, in Genesis 39 that God blesses Pharaoh's house because of Joseph. Now important to understand, Potiphar was an Egyptian. 
He was probably sacrificing weekly to Ra and Osiris and all the Egyptian gods. He was not one of God's people, but God blesses Potiphar because Joseph is in his house. That's a fruitful presence. We are to be Joseph's in our workplace. Your workplace should be blessed because you are a follower of Christ. You should be more hardworking than your neighbors because you are a follower of Christ. And when people see that us as Christians, we're bearing fruit, we're taking society forward, we're blessing our cities, then they'll ask once again, why? And we have the chance to say, because I do not live for myself. I live for Jesus who loved me and gave himself for me. We're to be the best employees, the best citizens. Three questions for application and then we're done for today. First of all, think about three people in close proximity to you. This can be a neighbor. This can be somebody at work, somebody from school, somebody in your complex, somebody down the street that you know. And these people, ask yourself, are they saved? Do they know Jesus? Another question, does Jesus want to save them? Does Jesus want to save those people? Have you got those three names? I want to ask you this, how does the fact that God wants to save them impact the way you act toward them? How does the, uh, the fact that Jesus wants to save them and bring them to the knowledge that he gave them eternal life change the way you, you engage with those people on a daily basis? Take a couple of seconds and think about that. If you have to pause the podcast quickly and write down those three names, put it up on your wall and ask the question, what is God asking of me? He's got a plan with these people. What's my role? Second question for application. Take a moment and ask yourself, what are the things that will set me apart from my neighbors? How am I going to be a fragrant Christian? This is a tough question. But look into your world. Look into your day-to-day, -day, your day-in-the-life of experience. And ask yourself, why would people look at me and ask whether Jesus has a positive impact in my life? Define some things in your life. How am I going to actively live the gospel? It's a good question to ask yourself. Third and final question. What can you do at work that will show people that you have received new life? What are the things you need to change in the way you do business, the way you teach your children at school? the way you raise up your own children at home, the way you do your day-to-day -day job, working with your hands, working with your mind. What's going to look different on you because you've got new life? What will you be known for in your workplace? It's such a brilliant question to ask yourself. Will you be known as the guy who was always late? and who never does his work and you have to nag him to do his work, or you're going to be known as the Christian who, because Jesus saved his life, works every single second to his best ability for the glory of the one who saved him. What are you going to be known for that people will ask, why are you that way? I want you to, in this moment, if you're comfortable, just to close your eyes. And I want to pray a very simple prayer over you. And you're welcome to pray this with me. I want to pray that you would wake up to this reality that God wants to save people around you and he wants to do it through you. So I want you there where you are, wherever you are, just close your eyes. I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for this person listening at this moment, watching at this moment, Lord. Thank you that you've got such a 
brilliant calling over their lives, Lord. Thank you that you have surrounded them with people who need to hear this good news message that you've given us. Thank you that you are going to give them opportunities in the next couple of days, weeks, and months to evangelize, Lord. Not by preaching, but just simply by living out, Father. By having a fathering presence, a faithful presence, and a fruitful presence. Thank you, Lord, that you are providing opportunities for us to live out your gospel. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. As I said in the beginning, uh, check out our Instagram. We post regular uh, stuff and we try to honor you and, and give you some ministry where you are. Check out our YouTube. Uh, this podcast is being posted there as well if you want a visual representation. If you are watching on YouTube, you can also check it out on any place that you get podcasts from. Uh, and once again, share this message, share this episode. It really helps us to get the message out uh, and to honor people by getting them this gospel message. I hope to see you next week. Have a good week. Have a good day and see you next time.